Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Huden er vårt største organ. Det er den vi sanser verden med. Den kan veie mellom 10 og 20 kilo, og i episode 73 av Ingefær Podcast skal du få vite cirka alt du vil vite om huden, og alt du ikke visste du ønsket å vite, men som du er glad du fikk vite når du har hørt fra det episoden. Tru mig. Gjest er hudlegge Jael Adler, som er aktuell med boken Huden. Den boken er den mest selgende boken i Tyskland i år, og har er oversatt fra tysk til foreløpig 25 språk. Ikke verst. Jeg tog en prat med Jael Adler via Skype en kveld vi begge var hjemme. Et par ganger under intervjuet le jeg ordentlig, særlig når Jael viste hvordan man klemmer en kvise. Man klemmer nemlig ikke en kvise, men man melker den. Slik man melker en ku. Hun prøvde også å vise hvorfor kvinner har cellulitter og ikke menn ved å tegne striper og bølger i luften. Og tegning kan du se på sarolossus.no for att forstå cellulitter litt bedre. Huden viser omverden hvordan vi har det, og huden får information fra resten av kroppen om hvordan den har det. Huden er rett og slett et ganske avslørende organ. Sex gjør oss vakker, for eksempel. Men bygger lettere muskler med jevnlig sex. Vi blir mindre stresset og får en god glød. Og jevnlig under intervjuet legger Jael in et godt ord for hvorfor vi burde jevnlig ha hyrdestunder. Vi prater oss om kviser, strekkmerker, ar, solskattet hud, hygiene, barn og bading og rynker. Jael mener at naturen vet best og anbefaler oss å bruke minst mulig produkter. Hun anbefaler oss et kosthold bestående av mye farverike grønnsaker og lite melk, mel og sukker. Men vad spiser egentlig en hudlegge selv for å forebygge rynker og unngå kviser mot slutten av episoden? Så får du vite det svaret. Du finner mig på saralossus.no og som saralossus på Facebook og Instagram. Og på Instagram finner du også Ingefær Podcast. Den konton handler for det meste om Ingefær, mens på Sara Lossus ser du hva en familie på fire spiser av naturlig mat, hint i hvordan jeg trener, og når jeg ser gjennom Instafeeden min i det siste, så ser jeg at det har vært litt bryllupspenn, men det er jo bare koselig. Send meg en mail på sara.sarolossus.no om du har spørsmål. Husk å dele episoden med venner og kjente. Det bidrar til at enda flere får ørene opp for Ingefær. Rate gjerne og legg inn en kommentar i iTunes også, og er du keen på å annonsere på Ingefær og treffe omlag 50 000 lykker i måneden, hovedsakelig kvinner mellom 20 og 40 år som jeg tør påstå er oppegående, fremoverlente og attraktive damer, da må du ta kontakt med Adlink Media. Men nu er det nok monolog fra mig 
over til huden. Okay, Joel. It's so I'm so honored to have you on my show. Thank you. Thank you that I can talk to you. Yeah, finally, we had another schedule, but then it didn't work. So now we're on. Yes. <laughs> Could uh, So we're going to say to really dive into uh, the skin today because you have written uh, a book about the skin. And I think it recently came out in uh, Norwegian as well. Well, yes, it came out in 25 languages until today. And I'm hoping for more. Wow. And I'm very happy about this because... We all have skin and maybe skin problems and issues around the skin. So I was really hoping to reach more people than in my office, in my practice, where I just reach mm. 30 people a day or so. And uh, the book yeah, was the best-selling book in Germany last year? Yeah, well, this year. This um, it's, year. Uh, it's now out for a year and um, it, it hit uh, place one of the best-selling non-fictional books. Uh, uh, and that means that you so, have sold more than 10,000 copies because Germany yes. is a... <laughs> Large yes, thank God. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm wondering, um, what do you find most fascinating about the skin? The skin is the organ we see. Immediately when we get into contact with somebody, we start to read uh, signs and symptoms. So the skin of the person is communicating to us about the psyche, about emotions, maybe about stress. Um, maybe we find the skin attractive and also the skin that protects us from the environment is communicating with, with everything in us, with our organs, the blood, the nervous system, the guts, the bacteria in our uh, in intestines, um, with our hormones, with our sexuality. So there are so many issues and subjects connected with the skin, also what we eat. So I find it's not a small subject, but it's the hugest, uh, hugest, huge, <laughs> the biggest subject that I can think of. And That's why I chose dermatology uh, in medicine. I could have chosen surgery, but I really like to observe, to see, to feel, to smell. Uh, so I use all my senses to understand the patient. It's, uh, I find after reading your book that uh, kind of a whole new world opened up to me because oh, I, I do, I do, um, uh, um, uh, I, I do notice that uh, my diet or stress. Uh, or lack of sleep and something that really makes my skin look worse or better depending on if I sleep enough or eat too much dairy, for example. But um, I've never thought about skin being kind of so, I don't know, powerful or... Do you know, do you understand what yeah. I'm trying to say? Yeah, it's the boss about yeah. everything in us and <laughs> with us, yeah. Um, for example, when you have the question what is your biggest sexual organ you may think it's the brain because you develop the fantasies and uh, the longing for somebody but the skin is the organ that you touch uh, mm -hmm. that you have the sensation that is changing the color that is sweating that is developing uh, developing a sexual odor um, and also our sexual organs men would probably say the biggest organ at all would be their best part <laughs> um, but their best part is covered and our best parts are covered by skin so we feel through the skin and the erogenous zones are also located on the skin mm. 
So uh, it's the biggest sexual organ. Uh, but could you just start uh, out by giving a brief overview of the... I, it's three different layers that we have. Exactly. Yeah? You have three layers. Um, it's like a, a, a garage. <laughs> the first, the top level is the epidermis. This is the layer that we can see. Uh, and it creates the horn cells and lipids and also an acidic pH value to protect us from the environment and also helps us to not lose too much of moisture. The second layer is the dermis or so, all, another word in German at least would be the leather skin. Mm, it's the same um, in Norwegian, Ladhut. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, there you find all the vessels, um, many, many nerves, the lymphatic system, immune cells, and also our elastic fibers and collagen fibers with which give us youth or wrinkles uh, and the tightness and elasticity. And the third layer is the layer of the subcutaneous fat tissue, which gives us a smooth touch, protects the the bones and the you know to, to we are we 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 are not so sharp by being protected like pillows mm. uh, by the subcutaneous um, fat. And it also delivers calories in hard times. It's a quick um, place, a depot to uh, give calories to us. For example, when women are pregnant, mm. we need to feed the baby inside our belly. And this is also done by this important subcutaneous uh, fat. And mm. also if you have a young, juicy face, it's just because of the fat and of the hyaluronic acid and the elasticity. But the fat, without the fat, we wouldn't have a lovely, smooth face and touch. Mm. How much? How many kilos do the skin weigh? Do you know approximately? Well, yeah, it's around ten to twenty kilos. It depends on how much fat you have. Wow! So it's big amount. It's a big amount. Uh, you mentioned in this uh, the tissue. We also create uh, many hormones. For example, when women have their menopause, mm -hmm. menopause, they um, the, the estrogen levels go down because the the organs function goes down. The ovaries don't. Uh, work so much anymore. So uh, women tend to have uh, dry mucous membranes or depression or tend to have osteoporosis or lose their libido. That's the, the you say that the passion for sex. Mm -hmm. So whenever you have still left a little bit of sub subcutaneous tissue, it would always um, produce some estrogens for these women. So they would have a better life compared to the women who are really, very, uh, really, really very thin. So if I save some uh, fat for the older days, I would probably make love more bit. often. Yes, absolutely. That's a, that's a, I'm gonna save that. Yeah. <laughs> But you mentioned the wrinkles, and I'm I'm uh, 36, and I have noticed some small wrinkles um, around my eyes, for example. So what happens with the, our skin as we age from baby to old? You know, we age from the first day of our life, mm. but the visible signs of aging occur around 30 or 35. People with light skin, fair hair, blonde, blonde hair, blue eyes, more often age quicker because the skin uh, is thinner and also um, produces less melanin. Mm. This is the pigment that we need to protect at, us from sun. So we have a normal... Well, way to age and everybody will age 
independently of what you use, or whether you use anti-aging creams or do sports or whatever. But there are some age accelerators. So you age quicker when you go to the sun too intensively or you go and uh, lie, lay in the sunbed, a solarium, or you smoke or drink a lot of alcohol or you eat food that is not, well, natural, natural food. Uh, like fast food or sugar or white flour or milk or also if you smoke marijuana <laughs> um, all these um, parts of bad nutrition makes our skin age much quicker mm. on the opposite when you uh, eat a lot of vegetables and fruits with many colors you can use these colors to stay young and to fight um, damages in the tissue to fight wrinkles, to fight also skin cancer, also vitamins, omega-3 fatty acids and the right minerals help you to stay young. And if you do a lot of exercise, sports, you activate your physical, your body-owned repair systems. So you will be able to fight also against other disturbing factors like stress or uh, fine dust. So people who do moderate Exercise on a regular basis look much younger whole, uh, for all over their life. Hmm. That's uh, good for me, I guess. <laughs> What about the exposure to heat and cold? Does that is, does that have an effect? Well, um, there's an interesting uh, question. Um, it was found out by scientists that if you go out and accept a temperature which is a little bit lower to the temperature that you would you know find adequate or nice so like let's say 17 or 18 degrees which makes you shiver and free, feel cold a little bit this is the best temperature to activate brown fat this fat um, we had when we were babies uh, it's a very active fat and if we keep that into our Later on life, we can burn fat and calories. So we want to have more of this active fat to stay slimmer. Ah, cool. Um, uh, does it help to like shower 30 seconds in cold water a day maybe? Uh, well, this would not be enough, but there are some hints that you could go to a freezing box. Mm -hmm. Some wellness and sports studios offer this, for example, against aching joints and into these refrigerators <laughs> you can step in for some minutes it's really really cold you have to protect your nose and feet and the genitals but there you really seem to get a good stimulus to develop more of this valuable fat and you asked about heat uh you in the north you you love uh, sauna isn't it you uh, go to yeah yes but i do think Yeah, the Finnish people have more. more. They have a well, more culture. Love sauna. Mm -hmm. We uh, <laughs> they love to go naked to the sauna, and they shock <laughs> the rest of the world when they are on vacation <laughs> and don't wear uh, a bikini. Um, but uh, this uh, improves the circulation in the skin and in the mucous membranes, and absolutely forces or improves the immune system so you bring in by having more blood on these areas you bring in more immune cells to fight viruses and to have this training cold or hot temperature changing is also very healthy for your vessels and can always be recommended 
cool. Uh, we're into uh, beauty already, I think. And um, after two pregnancies, I have dark spots in my face. In your face. Okay, I can't see it on the screen. And no, and beautiful? probably because uh, I'm not that tan now and because of makeup, of course. Okay. Uh, but uh, why why do women uh, tend to get dark spots when they are pregnant? The dark spots, we call them melasma. They occur on the forehead, on the upper lip or on the cheeks. Mm-hmm. And they look like, well, a landscape kind of if you have a card and you see the countries it's like countries mm-hmm. um, drawn on your cheeks and face and this is why because you have two stimulation of your melanocytes these are the cells that create our pigments the melanin and they are stimulated on the one hand by the sun by uv radiation on and on the other hand by estrogens and mm-hmm. also progesterone so the female hormones and they are very elevated during the pregnancy so some women only have this during pregnancy others do always develop this uh, for example when they take the anti-contraceptive pill mm-hmm. but some of them just because they have these hormones and together with the sun they develop these spots so what could you do you should protect yourself from sun with sunscreen a strong one mm-hmm. 50 to 100 and also be protected against the uva radiation normally you see spf 50 which means you are protected against the uv radiation but mm. you always need to take care that on the bottle is written uva in a circle and only then you have um, safety that this part of the radiation is also kind of blocked mm. um, so you need this on a daily basis and you should leave away uh, contraceptive pills or the intrauterine device with hormones mm. you need to get rid of all hormones that you take additionally and then you may use a bleaching cream in Germany, for example, you have one, you have to have a prescription because there one ingredient is a little bit toxic called hydroquinone. And this can really bleach these spots. It's pretty cheap and should not be exaggerated. So just some weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in some cases, uh, also laser treatment helps. But keep in mind, as long as you have the hormones and the sun, it can always reoccur. Mm. I see. Well, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be pregnant again. So that's uh, at least one less factor to think about. Uh, and then I want to talk about um, acne. Because that's a huge um, problem for many people. I had acne when I was a teenager in my face and chest and my back. And I, as I mentioned before, when I, for example, when I changed my diet to a more paleo diet... The skin problems um, uh, disappeared. And now that I eat more sourdough bread because it's so good, uh, I get more. <laughs> yeah, you are right. Yeah. Um, this is a very important observation. People who suffer from chronic skin diseases always profit when they think of what ate our ancestors. So the Stone Age diet fits best to our a metabolization of nutrition so leave away all kind of flour especially wheat uh, whey wheat whey wheat, the, the wheat. Wheat, whey sorry. is the milk protein isn't it <laughs> yeah okay yeah sorry you're right <laughs> um so uh, the white flour where you have no full corn which is completely changed this didn't exist and 
grain at all did not exist during Stone Age. Uh, only since 10,000 years, we settled down and started to have, well, the flour industry and, and, and started to have bread and dough and noodles or whatever. So this could be left away, reduce the amount of sugar or sugar delivering uh, products. And on the other hand, leave away fresh milk. Uh, fresh milk uh, contains um, amino acids that stimulate insulin-like growth factor and also insulin. Uh, as I said, sugar, flour and milk are insulinotrop substances, as we call it. That means messenger substances in our blood increase much too high and much too quick. And um, this is followed by inflammation, by tissue aging and by growing of tissue. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to grow when we are adults. We don't want to grow anymore. So if we drink a lot of milk, we have a higher risk of cancer, of diabetes, of cardiovascular diseases and of acne. So acne is a hyperstimulation of the sebaceous glands in the second layer of the skin and now seen as a civilization disease like the others I just mentioned and also um, um, obesity. So if you are able to avoid the fresh milk, so don't drink latte macchiato three times a day and avoid the amounts of bread and noodles and dough and you will immediately see how your skin and your body was longing for this paleolithic um, diet. So focus on vegetables, on fish, on oil, um, on nuts and seeds, um, and you will have a better skin and you see the results already within a week to four weeks. So it's always worth to try it. So we know that nutrition has a, a high impact on the health of the skin and on acne. Mm. Um, we know that acne starts in puberty when we have an increase of the male hormones in girls and boys. But the additional factor is the growth hormone. Mm. And the reason why people still have acne when they don't grow anymore, puberty is over and they still have acne. It's very common nowadays. It's because they always produce and stimulate these growth hormones. Mm because of their diet. And also some people, some women have the entra, uh, use the anti-contraceptive pill or intrauterine device with progesterone or uh, we call it um, Gelbkörper hormone. It's the yellow body hormone. I don't know whether it's the right word in English. Um, it's the hormone that you also have during preg pregnancy and in the second part of the menstruation cyclus. Or, yeah. um, and this, you have some hormones of this a group that work like testosterone, so like the male hormone. And this may stimulate acne and hair loss and a, a, a beard, uh, so hair growth on places where you don't need it. So you can uh, stimulate acne just by the wrong medication or wrong contraceptive pills or intrauterine device that you take. And the last big problem is that people tend to use so many greasy, oily creams mm. And they, you know, they want to fight wrinkles and then they clot the pores. Their own sebum, the, the tallow, can't come out properly, is stuck in the pores and then they develop a cosmetical acne. But do you think, um, uh, so when so many people suffer from acne now, uh, do you think one should look at acne on the face and body as a sign that something is wrong in our body? When we started to have our con conversation today, you mentioned stress. Yeah. Stress is 
an aggravator of acne because the cortisol, the stress hormone, which is released under stress, also stimulates the sebaceous glands. So immediately you would have your stress pimples. Mm. And what about before um, uh, the period? Many women uh, get pimples. Uh, it's again this, this this hormone I was just talking about. Yeah. It, in the second part, like when you have your first part of pregnancy, you have a lot of this or pro progesterone, and also before you have your menstruation. So women immediately make the, uh, feel this by stimulation of the sebaceous glands by this hormone. So uh, should I pop the seed or should I leave it? Normally, uh, dermatologists <laughs> would say no, would say no, don't squeeze them. Because what could happen if you give too much pressure on the pimple, they don't jump out, but they jump in into the depth of the skin. So you, what could result is a scar because mm. if you have a strong inflammation in the depth of the skin with tallow and bacteria and old horn cells, they don't belong into this uh, layer. So the immune system will fight them and want to get rid of it. And this heavy inflammation could lead to a scar. Mm. So if you need to urgently remove your pimple and you have no doctor <laughs> available in the morning in front of your mirror... Wash your hands, cut your nails really short, maybe disinfect the fingers, disinfect the spot, and then squeeze just very, very uh, carefully, and then pull. Out, pull. Don't squeeze more. Pull, oh, and then squeeze again, and then pull. <laughs> so it's like you know when you uh, how you say a cow milk a cow to milk a cow. Milk a cow. You say that? Yeah. This, yeah, so don't be brutal. You have to have a rhythm and you know, <laughs> a soft movement. And then you help the tallow or the, it's like a worm to come out. And mm. if you have the feeling nothing is coming out, stop to so work on it. don't force it because then you're forcing it inside. And then it implodes into the skin mm. and then it has side effects. And the inflammation will be much stronger. And if you have, you're lucky, you don't have a scar, but then you may have a hyperpigmentation because the melanin I, we were talking oh, about yeah. the pigment that we have in our skin it drops down into the lesion and then it will be located like a tattoo in the second layer of the skin and stays there for months so the pimple is gone already for weeks and months but the hyperpigmentation will tell about what was happening before that you i didn't milk the cow but i pushed it too hard Exactly. <laughs> but if if we have scars, uh, what to do about it? Is there anything I could do? It's like uh, scrub or or you, do you have to go to clinic? Scars, every every scar is different. But mm -hmm. if you're talking about acne scars, indeed you could do something about it. But you need well, kind of brutal energy. You need a laser or you need heat that you bring into the depths of the skin by gold needles. So. For example, if you have a laser, you can shoot impulses with heat into the skin and it has a lot of energy to reach two or three millimeters mm. deep. Otherwise, you don't rearrange or destroy and then rearrange the collagen fibers that created the scar. And also, um, sometimes it's helpful to inject a little bit of hyaluronic acid. It's a natural substance. We have it in our body. But... Um, You know it maybe from the uh, anti-aging industry against wrinkles. It's the same gel. You can also inject this into scars to help them become flatter. And by stimulation, by heat, 
by laser or radio frequency gold needles slowly you can flatten them and help by injecting this acid so uh, in many cases you can improve acne scars a lot a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Um, and then to stretch marks, because mm-hmm. I know when many women get stretch marks during pregnancy and I think I'm lucky that I didn't get any uh, but uh, why <laughs> it's, um, it's a physiological reaction by the skin if you look carefully on the skin and pull you see in many people stretch marks some are very visible and some are very discreet um, it's a normal reaction to to not make the skin burst, but protect it from bursting and just help them with some like stitches mm. that the skin is uh, providing for us. So it's it's not a disease. Um, it's only in some cases it's very visible and the skin turns to be very loose in some women, for example, after pregnancy or is if um, when did too much of exercise and the muscles grew too quickly, then you also see stretch marks, sometimes red in the beginning, later on white. Mm. So you should actually, you should not feel disturbed and nobody would say, oh, look at her. She has stretch marks. Nobody really cares. But mm. I know that young women, especially, they feel ashamed and they don't want to go out uh, to the beach with a bikini because they believe everybody is staring on their stretch marks. Mm. So if they have a severe case, again, you could use heat, like I mentioned before, with laser or with heat needles to make them tighter, smaller. You can reduce the redness with a color dye laser, but you will never completely get rid of them. Mm. Um, But as it's a human thing like like having ears mm. you know also a natural thing or a nose stretch marks belong to men and it's a well a protective reaction mm. to have no further severe side effects and to cope with the quick um growth of the of the skin or of the body mm. because i i remember i i noticed when i was around i think it was 17 inside my thighs i got some white uh, stitches and i didn't know what it was at all because it wasn't focused then back then for about 19 years ago on on stretch marks and you i write the same story in my book yeah i, I know it was so fun and, so, and, and I, I thought oh it looks like the nile river you know running into the sea i saw all these little lines on my in my on my um lower legs mm-hmm. under my knee and um i didn't know what it is but i i forgot it immediately i was fascinated for a moment and then only when i i was a doctor 
10 years later, all of a sudden, the new 16-year-old girls came into my uh, office and then they asked me, what is this? And I said, well, this is uh, stretch marks. Well, it's so ugly, you have to remove it. And I said, oh, I have them myself. I, I never found them ugly and I, nobody ever complained. So it's, as you said, it's um, we change the way we look at us. We want to be perfect. It's like, you know, a Barbie fever. It's like a beauty mania. Mm. And I think it's also because of the media. They always present us pictures of perfect people, perfect skin, but Imagine they were all, uh, they are always using Photoshop. It's not natural. And when I see actors or whatever people, you know, that you know from the media in nature, they all look like you and me, normal people. And this is beautiful. It's not really beautiful to have a perfect doll in front of you. We, we, uh, human beings we look at asymmetries and spots and this is also creating kind of interest and it's not normal to be perfect it kind of tells a story not to be perfect because i think uh, my stretch marks when i was 17 i guess it tells that i um, uh, grew fast or something i don't know or i don't know but fast or just grew (laughs) yeah so um, i would say more than half of the girls that I see or women have stretch marks, maybe more, but not all of them are so visible. And in some cases, I, again, I say sometimes it's that the ears are sticking out or the nose is really big and, you know, people are suffering from it. Sure, you can do something about it, but I just would like to let people know that you don't need to look like a perfect doll. Different variations of the bodies are allowed and can still be beautiful and nobody would complain. Mm. And I think that kind of brings us over to cellulites, if that's the right uh, way to pronounce it. Uh, so women have uh, these cellulites and men don't. Why is that? Women uh, may get pregnant one day. So the subcutaneous fat, the level we were talking about uh, in the beginning, it's packed by uh, vertical stripes of connective tissue. In between these stripes, you say that, is that correct? Understandable? Stripes? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Streker. Just said it in Norwegian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the skin pops out in between, you know? Mm. Here is the skin. You have here the the connective tissue and the skin pops out. So you have the orange peel skin. When we get pregnant, we need to uh, have more fat to deliver this to the baby. So... It's quicker and easier for us to grow the men. They don't need to become pregnant. So how is their connective tissue? They also turn fat or gain fat, but they don't have the cellulite. Why? Because they have also these stripes. Mm-hmm. They have horizontal stripes and uh, diagonal, diam, mm-hmm. how you say it? Yeah. So they, it's kind of a net that they have. And this keeps the fat fixed to the body and it doesn't look so loose but men like it when they do laugh or make laugh with women they like when the bottom is moving a little bit so don't worry too much about cellulite yeah again because that was the question why why do we women dread cellulites when everyone i know have cellulites in more or less it's it's female it's just woman but why do we fight against our own nature or why do we fight against ourselves? Well, it, it's again, um, today everything is uh, photoshopped. When you look at the uh, 
paintings of Rubens, <laughs> where you had all these voluminous uh, women with a lot of meat and flesh and skin and cellulite. And this was pure life and pure vitality and health because this was showing the world around them. I have enough fat to supply my baby. Mm. So it depends on the, the time when we live. But there uh, there are a lot of, like you, you can buy um, creams or soaps and uh, lots of stuff apparently. Does, is there anything that works or just to... No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Spend well, your money on other things. <laughs> well, we have a really strong um, skin barrier. It protects us against allergens and toxins and germs and also against the coming in of anti-aging substances and anti-cellulite substances. Mm. You can't change the pattern of the connective tissues. Mm. If you want to do that, you need to have brutal um, brutality. You, you need to do surgery and cut it and, you know, create new scarring. But it's not, you know, it's not worth it. It will never reach what we would wish. It would never um, rearrange the whole pattern of the connective tissue. So what I could recommend is if you would like to have not such a loose, just a tiny little loose bottom, do a lot of sports because then you have a good um, muscular layer which is stabilizing and giving you a good shape. Mm. Um, avoid the age accelerators because they also make your connective tissue weak mm -hmm. like smoking and uh, sunbeds and sun and uh, bad nutrition and uh, stress and mm. bad sleep so again take care of what you eat that you move um yeah and yeah and that was it actually mm. and then just uh, keep the, them the and be proud i guess <laughs> yeah yeah be proud and enjoy your life mm. you know i'm a hyper hypochonder <laughs> you know what that is yeah. these are the people who are a little bit neurotic and um, they are always they are having fears of diseases whenever mm. Medical students do have this quite often. When they when they touch or see something, they immediately have fears that it could be something really serious, and then they run to the professors and ask them, "What do I have here?" So, and um, for me, and being a doctor, I, I, seeing many really sick people, I always think it, we should be thankful that we have a body that is working, functioning, healthy. It's a gift. And uh, it's a it's a wonderful gift. Everything what we try to manipulate and influence is worse than what nature has invented for us, like our body own care cream. Mm -hmm. We don't need eye cream and day cream and night cream. We have the tallow coming from our pores and spreading at night over our face. And we have the epidermis, epidermal lipids, again, protecting us. And there's no body lotion and no skin care cream which is very expensive which could imitate what nature invented for us and what do we do we take soap and we take scraps and we take alcoholic solutions and remove our lipids and then we have tension and a bad feeling irritation in the skin so we take some cream and apply it with preservatives with emulsifiers with perfume with um um, cancerogenous substances like the, uh, you know, the paraffins, the, the mineral oils, mm. they contain carcinogenic substances. And this is what we apply instead of what nature gave to us. Mm. But uh, so you also... I, people, I, hmm? I hope 
just people rely a little bit more and trust their skin and, and what nature invented uh, for us and don't always worry about, well, defects that are not really a disease. Mm. Don't worry about every wrinkle, wrinkle that you develop or spot or uh, stretch mark. Well, uh, you mentioned uh, uh, that we use too much soap. I know that you uh, shower every day, but that you don't use soap. And if, uh, uh, but uh, ideally, you could shower like once a week. That would make your skin more happy. If you would ask your skin, when would you like to shower? It would say, well, I'm still in stone ages. And then we ha didn't have a top and we didn't have a, a, a water every day. And we didn't have a shower. We didn't have soaps. We didn't have shower gel. So, well, you could shower me next week or next month. You wouldn't care as a skin. I myself, I take a shower every day because I'm not a stone age woman. I'm a modern woman. But I just use water and in the sweaty areas, you may use a shower gel. And this shower gel should be very, very mild because you are not dirty. You don't need to remove a lot. It needs to be sour. The pH value should be around five, which fits to our acidic pH value, our protective uh, acid coat uh, to keep the right, the lovely, friendly and helpful bacteria to fight viruses, funguses and bad bacteria and bacteria that give us a bad body odor. Mm -hmm. If you, namely, if you use soap with an alkalic or alkaline high pH value of 10, your acidic coat will be destroyed for eight hours and you need eight hours to come down to the pH 5 again. And in this time, you will be at a high risk to de develop viruses, um, fungus, or a bad body Odors who, who uses a lot of soap tends to stink more. Hmm. Um, and the body, um, the shower gel should use or uh, should contain not a classical soap, but we call it Zündet, synthetical tensides. Mm -hmm. And this is the miles are sugar or coconut tensides. Um, and no perfume, no colorants, no uh, preservants, no for foam, and no glitter. <laughs> So really less is more for the skin. And this is what I do. So um, I also wash my face only with warm water and a towel, even though I use makeup. I use a light makeup. It's not too oily. And I just wash it and put it into my towel. And if I still have some particles left on the skin, no problem. Uh, zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, these are the, the powder particles in the makeup. They are against irritations and they suck too much of sebum or of tallow so it calms down the skin so if there are particles left it's better to let them there and not use uh, a deep pore cleansing mm -hmm. otherwise you have to destroy you will destroy your protective mechanisms and then you will have your skin problems hmm. i don't need cream so very rarely i need uh, cream just in case you know my my hair shampoo um, washed off too much. But uh, when I don't use so much soap, my skin is not so dry and I don't need to use a body lotion or a cream all the time. Interesting. Uh, I don't think you wrote about that in your book, but um, I'm curious about kids and, and uh, showering because I know many people uh, bath their kids almost every day. 
Uh, and me and my husband, we do that approximately once a week. And we also waited for a couple of weeks after they were born. Uh, what do you, What is your take on kids and showering? Yes, you were fully right. Um, first of all, children don't stink, don't smell. This starts in puberty when the hormone... Uh, the hormones stimulate the odor glands. Mm. Um, before that, children really don't need a lot of uh, hygiene. <laughs> you know, allergies increase because we dis disinfect and wash too much and don't let them play in the garden. Mm. Uh, so a little bit of dirt is healthy for the immune system. Uh, and it was good what, what, you, what you did. Just use water and, you know, so some days just didn't use anything. Uh, you don't need soaps. Uh, and what is really important, please don't use oil. Don't use pure oil. So baby Many oil people think is a no-go. A no-go. Mm. Many people think oil is fat, so it's good for the skin. But the moment when you um, move it on the skin, it connects with our protective lipids and strips them out, removes them, washes them out. When you have a mascara, easy to remove with oil. Or if you have dandruff on your head, easy to remove with oil. Or if you have the first baby poo, it's very sticky. It's the black baby poo the first day. Mm. And you can't get rid of it except using oil. Mm. So oil is an aggressive, well, washing substance and no care product. So whenever you have your favorite oil, people love oils, then ask your pharmacist, or do it yourself, blend it together with wax or a cream. So don't use it as, as a pure fluid. I see. It dries out the skin. So you have many dry eczema, dry drying eczema, dryness eczema in mm. babies because the parents use oil. Hmm. Uh, I, I think I could actually talk with you for hours about the skin, uh, but uh, we have to wrap it up. But I have a couple of questions that I ask all my guests. And uh, um, you, I guess you have to, uh, to answer them as well. Uh, but I'm, I'm just uh, curious, uh, you take care of your skin by not using soap. And I guess you eat a fairly healthy diet. I hope so, yes. I mm. do my best. <laughs> I see. Uh, uh, what did you eat for breakfast today? Uh, today I had avocado mm. with a little bit of chili salt. <laughs> I like it? this. That was it, yeah. Huh. Is that a, norm a normal breakfast for you? Well, um, during the week, yes. Yeah. Uh, I also try to avoid bread and cereal. So, yeah, I like avocado. And um, noon I had a salad with nuts and a little bit of goat cheese. Mm. And in the evening I had uh, soup, <laughs> vegetable soup. I love vegetables and um, a little bit of fish. And what else? Ah, um, a fruit salad with um, white cheese. Mm. Sounds like a good day. Uh, do you have a, uh, do you have a, any health advice, or what what is your best health advice? Well, what I find is very helpful to have a good well a good psyche, and it's important to to be not stressed every day and to work on the attitude that we have because this helps with anything to have energy to have vitality. Um, to fight with everyday stress, uh, it's not always easy. Uh, and then move, move to exercise, um, walk, drive, ride the bicycle, go out. Don't be 
exaggerating with sun and and be careful with um uh, civilization food um sleep a lot and have sex <laughs> because love and touch is very important for our mood is an antidepressant mm. um and to touch each other would prevent many wars. So the old sayings, make love, not war, or petting instead of purging from the 70s, <laughs> it has neurophysiological um, meaning for us. So, um, yeah, just live your life and be happy about every day that you can enjoy. And don't worry too much. You can worry about how you look. So you can support and take care, but don't worry too much on uh, details like wrinkles or stripes, uh, marks and spots. Mm. I think you mentioned in your book that uh, when uh, when we have sex, uh, we have this uh, glow afterwards or something. Yes. So you can kind yeah, of, uh, we, we, we get more free. pretty by having sex. That's because yeah. we set free different hormones, a cocktail, a firework of hormones. For example, the oxytocin, which really has an influence on our psyche and how that we are diplomatic and more friendly and more calm and respectful mm. and patient. And also, we, we women set free estrogens and it makes the skin nice and you know sends blood and humidity into the skin. It's good for our hair. This is what you say about the glow. Mm. And men set free the testosterone, which makes their muscles grow, mm. their beard grow, be really attractive. The only thing is they lose hair well, when they have too much of tes testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> My husband is bald, so I guess uh, I'm fine with it. <laughs> well, uh, many women love bald men. Um, it's a, I don't know whether I can say that this, but um, psychoanalysis say it uh, reminds them of uh, penis, <laughs> the the bald head. I'm so going to many tell John that now. <laughs> love this. So I think both type of men have good chances with women, the ones with a lot of hair and also the bald ones. So no. don't worry, don't worry. Which side you belong. <laughs> Thank you very much for using almost an hour on the Ingefær Ginger podcast, Joel. I'm really happy. I thank you very much. Thanks. Det var episode 73 av Ingefær med mig Sara Lossius. Og er ikke du en hudfantast nå, så vet ikke jeg. Boken heter alltså Huden, skrevet av Jael Adler, och den får du overalt, tänker jeg. Inntil vi ses om en uke, spis næringsrikt, beveg dig, ha sex som du kan og har lyst, og ikke stress for mye. Det vil jo Huden takke dig for. Ha det! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.